Cubs signed Eric Hosmer today for a small deal. Uh, nothing fully put out there, but some speculation suggests it's a one-year deal for Hosmer, potentially near the league minimum, and I think in the days to come we'll find out specifics in regards to money, but I'll tell you what, it will not be breaking the bank. It won't be like his Padres contract from before, which was, I believe, a seven-year, $163 million deal, and the Padres obviously regretted that pretty quick. <laughs> That's not a slight against Hosmer. I mean, he had a couple of great years out in Kansas City, and if you remember... Those Royals teams of 2015, 2014, they were a World Series winner, right? They won the World Series with Eric Hosmer. He was one of their main pieces. Hitting 290, hitting 25 home runs, and the year he went on to free agency, the year before, hit 318. Best average ever, 882 OPS, best ever. Had career highs in pretty much every category, even finished 14th in the MVP voting. So... It was a big move for the Padres and a big risk to bring him on, but he just never latched on out there in San Diego. I think the big thing was this year when the Padres wanted to make that move for uh, Juan Soto. Eric Hosmer was supposed to be a part of that trade. They were supposed to trade Eric Hosmer and a bunch of other players to the Nationals for Juan Soto, and the big thing was Eric Hosmer said no. And everybody blamed Eric Hosmer, saying, who the hell do you think you are? Well, remember, he was getting paid money from San Diego to be there. A lot of money. And he had a full no-trade clause, so he could approve where he ended up going. It almost cost the Padres Juan Soto. So Eric Hosmer, maybe not too much of a team player, as some would say. Ended up getting traded to Boston, only played 14 games there. And on the season, hit 268 with eight home runs in 104 games. Here's the thing about Eric Hosmer, as far as his career goes, he's always been a contact guy. Not really a big power guy. First baseman all his life. Good gold glover. Won three, four gold gloves, actually. Always been a good defender. Not a big power guy, though. Career high 25 home runs in 2016 and 2017. Only eclipsed 100 RBIs once. At one point, had he kept going, he was on pace to maybe get to 3,000 hits. Now that his ship has long sailed away um, after his production out in San Diego. I'm so conflicted on this move as far as, the, as far as the Cubs go. On one hand, I think there's really no harm, right? Cubs bring in Eric Hosmer for a minimal contract, probably the league minimum. I saw somewhere maybe $800,000, but that's not official, so don't quote me on that yet. For one year, low risk, potentially high reward. And that's nice. And Eric Hosmer, if he could somehow replicate his past, this would be a genius move for the Cubs. All-star player, 25 home run guy, 100 RBIs, 290, 300 average. At his best, he was one of the best in the game. But at his worst, which has been the past couple of years, he's been less than league average. In fact, his OPS Plus was 94 back in 2019. This past year, 108, which is better. That means he's only 8% better than all all hitters in Major League Baseball. He's truly a middle-of-the-road stopgap piece at first base. Now, the Cubs, if you don't know, have a big prospect at first. His name is Matt Mervis. They call him Mash Mervis. He had 36 home runs last year in AAA, 108 RBIs, 300 average. He's the next big thing for the Cubs at first base. He will be at Major League Training Camp, or spring training. And it's probably going to be an open competition for that first base job. And maybe Mervis wins it. No matter what, I think Eric Hosmer is just going to be here for the short-term stuff. Won't be here long. 
won't be the guy, just going to be a guy for this team until Mervis is ready to go. And I, I, I like that move. I think that's admirable. It makes sense. Locker room guy, veteran guy, not a problem. But here's my small issue with this. This is not a big signing by the Cubs. They went out and they spent money on Dansby Swanson, and nothing against Dansby Swanson, but he is not worth $177 million. I don't care who you ask. He is not worth that much money. Just this past year was his career year, Swanson. If you remember, big-time player, first overall pick out of Vanderbilt. I watched him play at Vanderbilt. When he came to the major leagues, he was in 240, 250, and everybody stuck up for him because of the Vanderbilt lineage and the Vanderbilt connection and his brand. He was one of the first ever superstars, in my opinion, who was a superstar before it became a thing, right? He was a superstar back in college. He was a superstar in the minor leagues. Then he came to the majors, sucked, and nobody said a word about it. Just last year, he hit his stride, and he's about 30 years old. I think that's unacceptable for somebody who is so highly talented. Somebody who's supposed to be something significant. The Cubs spent $177 million after just getting out of the Jason Hayward contract, mind you. They spent the Jason Hayward money on somebody who could be another Jason Hayward, for all we know. Somebody who could come in, go glove defender, right? But also iffy with that bat. The Cubs signed Hayward, just so you know, after hitting 293 with 11 home runs out of St. Louis. Hayward would never hit above 250 with the Cubs. <laughs> Paid him $180 plus million. Now they're out of that contract, and Hayward signed a minor league deal with the Dodgers, by the way. Good luck there. So could that be another potential Jason Hayward signing? I don't know. But I am very weary about it, and I'm not going to buy it till I see results from Swanson. So the Cubs spend money, in my opinion, maybe on the wrong piece. And now they're spending and going budget shopping at first base with Eric Hosmer. Why not spend money somewhere else? Why not give out more money to other spots on your team in which you have a need? That's all I'm saying. You got Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson up the middle. That's amazing. Cubs brought in Tucker Barnhart for a $3 million deal one year. I think that's fine. Barnhart's not a good hitting catcher, but... I think that's okay for a one-year deal. Still have no idea why they let Wilson Contreras walk for less than $100 million. See, that's my point. I would have rather paid Wilson Contreras $100 million or $90 million than Dansby Swanson nearly $200 million. So I really don't know what's going on behind the scenes when it comes to the Cubs. I don't get why money's being spent in certain places or how it's being allocated or who's really making the decisions over there. But they let Wilson Contreras walk. They brought in Dansby Swanson. They said at the beginning of the season, the offseason, that they're willing to spend money. It's time to spend. It's time to be a better team. And I think with the, with the uh, Dansby move, things will get better. I think they could be a 500 team, maybe even a little bit better. Maybe they contend for a wild card spot. And that'd be a huge success, really. I mean, for this team, for where they were a couple of years ago, wild card potential is amazing for them. I'm just saying, if you say you're going to spend money, spend the money. Don't go budget shopping for some first baseman after you spend $177 million on Dansby Swanson. If you trust Matt Mervis, then just use Matt Mervis. Then don't even sign Eric Hosmer. What's the point, is my thing. Now, Cubs did this back in 2021, and even partially in 2020, when they signed all these old guys who 
everybody thought could turn it on, like Jonathan Biardo one-year deal. That was a huge disaster. <laughs> a lot of guys who were good in 2015, they brought in over the past couple of years to try and do something, maybe a spark, maybe get something out of them that was 2015-esque, and it didn't work. And they're doing the same thing now, repeating these patterns with somebody like Aaron Cosmer. So that's where my whole issue is. I just It's a past thing that they've done, and now they're doing it again, yet they're claiming they're trying to win. In 2021 and last year, they weren't trying to win, and they got budget signings. Big players were big in 2015, brought them on, small deals, one year, and nothing worked. Now you say, hey, we're ready to spend, we're ready to contend, and you're still doing some of the same patterns that we saw before. And I think that's the concern, at least, with Eric Hosmer. That's the thing we have to watch out for. At the end of the day, it's a small monetary commitment, and if he works out, amazing, and I'll look like an idiot in a couple of months. And I'm fine with that. I want the Cubs to win. I want them to look better and do well. But I'm not fully convinced on the whole strategy for the Cubs, at least, this offseason. I don't get how you could justify letting Wilson Contreras walk, yet spending all this money on Dansby Swanson, but not choosing to spend half the money of Swanson on Contreras, because really it was about half. Swanson about 180, 200 million in that range, and Contreras only got like 90 million from the Cardinals. So how you can not spend half the money on Wilson, but spend all that money on Dansby really makes no sense to me. I mean, I'm trying to understand where that even comes from. I don't know. Nobody else has told me yet why that's happened. Everybody's just so happy the Cubs are spending money, and that's amazing, but I've yet to see anybody, even in media, analysts, nobody has told me why it makes sense to let Wilson Contreras walk for $90 million, $95 million, and sign Dansby Swanson to 177 over a long period of time. I think it was just to appease Cubs fans. I think everybody got all up in arms about the Carlos Correa thing, which turned out to be a great move by Jed Hoyer. Kudos to him. But everybody got all up in arms. Where's the money? Why are they not spending money? So they go out and they spend money on somebody who probably didn't really deserve it. We'll see in time. But I'll tell you this. I mean, come on. Do you really expect Dansby Swanson to have last year happen eight years in a row? Eight more years of last year? Let's be real. I mean, look at his career averages. It ain't going to happen. I'm telling you right now. As far as Eric Hosmer goes, I think it's a low-risk move. And again, I'm just wondering why it even happened or what the point of it was. Because you have somebody in Mash Mervis who's going to be there. I don't know. Maybe they use him at DH a little bit. But this is just an oddly reminiscent move of guys like Jonathan VR last year or the year before where the Cubs knew they weren't contending, didn't want to spend money, so they brought in washed-up players with big names in 2015 to try and coddle fans and make them feel good about what they're going to do this upcoming season. That's my whole thing with Eric Hosmer. Hope he does well, wish him nothing but the past. But I'm just wondering about the motive. And I'm wondering about what this Cubs team is going to be next year, because they have holes still. I like their rotation. Young, talented. Last year, I thought the rotation was actually one of their biggest strong suits in the second half of the season. But I am still confused about what they're going to be doing here with Eric Cosmer and how they're allocating their money here in this offseason in 2022.